America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I am Dr. Dan Royal, and this is The Royal Treatment. Thank you for joining us for another episode. As those of you who follow the program know, we're here to help empower you with information you can use to optimize your health and well-being. So what is our goal for each and every show? The goal is that you, my friends, learn one new thing. One new thing, one new idea, well, could literally make you a million dollars, but it could certainly make you a healthier person. Now, if you learn one new idea, then, well, as far as we're concerned, your time with us has been well spent. Now, we'd like to start our show by first thanking our sponsors. We have... Well, actually, two sponsors. One is the Turtle Healing Men Clinic, where I work here in Las Vegas. This is a facility where providers, such as myself, practice traditional medicine. That means that we use medical alternatives to help our patients do something other than take drug, which is disease management and sick care approach to the treatment of medical conditions. And you can reach us here at the Turtle Healing Men Clinic at... 702-562-1454, or you can email me directly if you have any questions whatsoever, droyal at thbclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A, at thb for Turtle Healing Band Clinic.com. Feel free to email me if you want some free medical advice. The other is the First Nation Medical Board. Now, both of these entities, First Nation Medical Board and Turtle Healing Man Clinic, are under the jurisdiction of the Crow Tribe of Indians. And we thank them for their ongoing support. The federal government gave the Indians the right to regulate of traditional medicine, which the Crow Tribe has stepped up to do. But there is no state in this country that does it. And so we thank the Indian Nation for licensing those practitioners, such as my who need dual licensure. That means licensed conventional medicine as DOs and MDs in all 50 states. But we need a second license. allows us to do things when they're unconventional, which we call conventional medicine, using approaches that are, well, traditional, alternative, complementary, holistic, and so forth. And there are many states where provides nature pass, maybe 27 states where they do not have boards and they need licensure such as this. So we're here. We're happy to help. Now, as always, we have a guest joining us today. Our guest today is Dr. Robert Goldman. There's so much I could be saying about this man. He's one of the co-founders of the American Academy of Anti-Aging. And if you know anything about that organization, you know that it is in over 120 countries around the world. It's the largest alternative medical organization in the world. Now, Dr. Goldman is also a black belt in karate. He's a Chinese weapons expert, and he's a world champion athlete and has over 20 world strength records and has been listed in the Guinness Book World of Records. So I know that he has a record for doing sit-ups, 13,500 consecutive, 321 consecutive handstand push-ups. I think that that's way beyond most of our physical capability. He was an all-college athlete in four sports, a three-time winner of the John F. Kennedy Physical Fitness Award and voted Athlete of the Year, recipient of Champions Award, and was inducted into the World Hall of Fame of Physical Fitness, as well as into induction into numerous martial Hall of Fame in North America, Europe, South America, and Asia. And I'm sure he can tell you much more. Dr. Goldman, welcome to the program. Thank you, Dr. Royal. Always a pleasure. 
So tell us a little bit more about yourself. I mean, these are some accomplishments. When I read things like this, it sounds like you've lived 10 lifetimes. And so you've obviously done a whole lot during the time that, well, you've been on this planet of ours. What are some of the things, uh, other things that you have accomplished that perhaps I neglected to mention that we're proud of? Well, uh, most of my activities are revolving around charitable uh, aspects of helping and mentoring youth, uh, getting the kids to be inspired to do more and to take part in whether it be sporting activities or learning these uh, different fields like martial arts or weight training and fitness and so that they can then teach that to others. So it's, you know, uh, we're merely just another cog in the wheel and I was very fortunate to be mentored by some terrific people and so I've tried to do the same uh, being at this stage and uh, so a lot of my time is spent in trying to inspire and, and give a leg up to the next generation uh, who I hope will do as we have done and the mentors that I've done before me. But I know that prior to your charitable work, you spent a lot of time working in uh, physical sports. And is that what you would consider your area of specialty? Well, I was trained in sports medicine. Uh, I uh, was uh, able to assist with the training of a number of world champions in a variety of sports. And it, uh, for many years, at one time, I was chairman of the AUUSA um, Sports Medicine Commission, which oversaw uh, several million amateur athletes in America, uh, but have worked with uh, athletes all around the world to try and get them to enhance their, their capabilities uh, in a safe and helpful manner, and then to more so, even and more importantly, educate them so that they can then share their knowledge effectively with others. Uh, one of the things that um, that I got involved with many years ago, going back to the 1980s, when you would go to a health facility or a gym or a health club, there was no certification for personal trainers. It didn't exist. And uh, I, early in my career, before I went to med school, I was a uh, I was a bodyguard and a lifeguard and also a personal trainer in the health clubs when there was no certification. So back in the late 80s. I started an organization along with my colleague, Dr. Ron Klatz. We started the National Academy of Sports Medicine, known as NASM. NASM has now gone on to be the largest and most prominent personal trainer certification, also uh, trademarked the term CPT, Certified Personal Trainer. And within one year of, of launching this new industry and this new certification, over 270 copycat groups popped up within the first year. So when you come up with a new idea that has legs, it will garner a lot of attention. Very interesting. We'll continue this discussion right after the break. I'm Dr. Dan Roy, or you're listening to The Royal Treatment, and my guest today is Dr. Robert Goldman. We'll be back after the break. Stay with us. Would you like more energy? A photon sound beam may be the solution you need. A photon sound beam uses electrical energy to ionize gases that generate ozone and light to enter your body directly through the skin. The energy produced by a photon sound beam assists your body's healing process. It does this by improving the electrical energy of the body's cells. Get your photon sound beam by calling 702-444-LUCKY. The optimal cell voltage for the body's cells is between 70 and 100 millivolts. When cell voltage decreases below 60 millivolts, the cell becomes weakened and diseased. For example, cancer cells usually have a cell voltage below 30 millivolts. Call 702-444-LUCKY and order your photon sound beam today. A longer, healthier, and more vital life is only made possible with optimal cell voltage. The photon sound beam has also been found to be effective in relieving pain, inflammation, and joint stiffness, as well as improving immune function. Call 702-444-LUCKY and get a free quote for your photon sound beam. That number again is 702-444-5825. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me 
your handy chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. <clears throat> Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has my mom. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Bet he can't say that in reverse. This overload. Shannon Lawson here. Join us for the Nevada Radio Roundup, Fridays at 2 p.m. A Good News Variety Show all about the local scene. The Nevada Roundup, Friday at 2. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775 237 2266. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, and thank you, my friends, for sticking with us. We're in the second hour show, and my guest today is Dr. Robert Goldman, one of the co founders of the American Academy of Anti Aging, but a physical fitness guru. And you heard before the break that he was instrumental in helping to set up certification for physical trainers in the health clubs. Why did you feel that was so important, Dr. Bob? I mean, you were probably, well, certainly one of the first, if not the first, physical trainer in the health club. Tell us a little bit more. Well, it was kind of interesting. You know, we go back to the uh, 70s and the 80s. Uh, you know, these the trainers of the people working the gyms are actually causing more harm. They were hurting people more than they were helping them because they just had no education and no training. And uh, even in first aid, I mean, uh, they weren't even trained in the basics of first aid. So you had a, a number of inexperienced people that were injuring people because they really didn't even know how to use the machine. So uh, I started a project even before that about evaluating fitness equipment to find out the most effective way to use different types of exercise machines. And back then, Nautilus was very big and Paramount, Universal, those were a lot of the companies being used back then. Uh, and there, were, there was a lot of misinformation or lack of education of how to even do the appropriate weight training. And a lot of your uh, really initial education really came from the bodybuilding and fitness community as to how to actually train and diet and, you know, how much protein to take. And because the athletes were preparing or whether it be bodybuilding competitions or sports competitions, it really came out of the gyms and the fitness centers. But the education was not formalized, so I thought it was really important that we you know, have a more formal sort of training, and that's why we started NASM, uh, which really took off like a rocket ship. And I'd say there are probably over a half a million certified trainers around the world today, if not more, just via NASM alone. Wow, those numbers are astonishing. Let's back up a little bit. Tell us a little bit more about how you personally got interested into physical fitness. I know you were, well, one of the premier athletes. I mean, not just anybody can set physical fitness record. You have held more than one of those world records. So tell us a little bit more about how you're interested into all of this. Well, it kind of uh, was uh, by accident. I was in uh, elementary school, and the first time I touched the pull-up bar, I broke the school record. So I said, geez, this, I might, maybe I can get kind of good at this. And I started training very, very regimented uh, and then just started going after uh, different uh, records. And uh, I was uh, doing a high school record for sit-ups, and I found out the same week I did my high school record, I broke the world record, but I had not done it officially for a Guinness World Book. So I started um, 
looking at the book and seeing what new world records. I was the first one to actually set the handstand push-up record officially for Guinness World Book, uh, but then went on to a whole way of other records, whether it be sit-ups or one-arm push-ups or different types of strength endurance feats. Uh, and it was just something that was sort of like, uh, it's a kind of neat feeling to think that you're the best in the world at something. And uh, so uh, I would train many hours a day uh, in physical strength and performance. And today, this is something many uh, young people do all the time. So, you know, it's quite popular now. So do you think that you're good at it? Was it genetically or was it that you decided to devote yourself to it and put the time and energy to perfecting your skills or a combination of those things? Well, it's really a combination. Genetics will only take you so far. You could be really good and have some great genetic gifts, but if you don't train and you don't really focus and have the discipline, there are many athletes who could have been the greatest athletes in the world, but they didn't train. They got into drugs. Their diet was bad. They engaged in you know improper activities. So uh, genetics will take you so far, and I happen to have uh, very extreme genetics, but without the training and the hours of training and focus, you're not really going to reach the world level because there are a lot of really great athletes on this planet. And even when you're going for world records, when you're going against the whole world, you'll break a record and somebody else will break it the same year. One year I broke a record, somebody else broke it in Asia. Then I went back, broke it again. And you almost have to time it. I would generally try and get my last record for the year right before New Year's because that's the way you got listed a book. And uh, that was how I was able to... Uh, at one time, uh, get the record back from a uh, competitor. Hmm. Very interesting. So I would imagine somebody like yourself, who's well, really a super athlete, that you've had your share of injuries, maybe not, correct if I'm wrong, but uh, what kind of injuries have you experienced, maybe uh, how they happened and how do you recovered from those? Yeah, I mean, everybody gets injured. I mean, uh, you know, there's no supermen out there. Uh, I'd say my first injury, I've never been injured before. I started martial arts young when I was about, I think I was 13 or 14. I was, uh, I was early on in, in judo, and uh, there was a, a brown belt who was much older than me. I guess he was 19 or 20. So I'm, uh, he outweighed me by about 50, 50 to 60 pounds, and he uh, leg-locked on me, and I didn't want to let him throw me, and he got very frustrated because he has this little you know, teenage kid, like only 13 or 14 years old, and here he is as an adult, and he can't throw him, and I felt something pop in my knee. That was the first time that I ever experienced an injury. It was kind of odd, because I never really felt an injury before. You could do anything you want, aside from, you know, of course, getting cuts, cuts where you uh, need to get stitches, which happened many times, but not an actual injury in a joint or a bone. Uh, and that was the first time I experienced an injury, and then I had to work around it. I never did have surgery on my knees, but I was, uh, had to be careful in terms of knee and low back and just got to be careful with your joints. Never broke a major bone, only, uh, a toe once uh, during a, uh, during some combat. But, um, uh, you got to be careful, you know, and as you get older, of course, you know, you decrease the frequency, intensity, and duration of your training. You got to be smart. You got to understand the different types of pain that we have, the sharp burning radiating pain means you could be tearing a nerve or a muscle where the deep muscle ache pain is okay because you tear the muscle down to build it up so you got to pay attention to your body and respect it or you're going to get hurt fast well i know you're familiar with various forms of martial art and is there anyone in particular that you prefer or that you would recommend in general for people who want to develop some type of skills well, there's a lot of personal preferences. I was first been trained uh, conventionally in uh, Shotokan, which is Japanese, and then I learned some Jeet Kune Do, which is like Bruce Lee style, and then some uh, Kung Fu systems that were taught in Chinatown. Um, uh, of late, I've been, the last number of years, I've been a student of Grandmaster Kwok and Wing Chun, which was, uh, he was trained by son of Ip Man. Uh, so, you know, there's all different styles, but you tend to go to softer styles when you get older, because you're going to get hurt. And, and a lot of these people, they, whether they're doing MMA or jiu-jitsu, they tend to be too much, and they really get hurt pretty badly later on in life. So you got to sort of uh, cool out and uh, go to softer styles, not push yourself as hard, uh, not compete 
uh, colleague of mine, uh, actually the doc also, and he uh, won the world championship one year, and he was still in a little cocky. Went back the next year, and he's in his fifties, and he went to do a throw, and he ended up snapping, cracking his ribs just by the sheer movement. And uh, I told him, "Listen, it's time to you know cool it down here and just train, but don't compete on that level anymore. You just cannot do that without getting injured." Well, in the program, you mentioned something about diet, how important or a part of a person's training that should be. And we can maybe go a little more specific, but we have another minute or so. You know, there's an old, uh, I should say relatively old program called Body for Life. I'm sure you're familiar with it. And maybe you can just give some thought, the thing of exercise for weight loss. Well, I mean, you know, weight loss is a matter of you burn more calories than you take in. You do lower-intensity, longer-duration training. Uh, You want to move up your set point. The more muscle mass you have, the more calories you will burn. It's really the fuel you put in, the foods that you eat, and I'm a big proponent of vitamins. I take quite a few every day as well, and there are things that you can do for uh, changing your glucose metabolism, say, like berberin and so on. Uh, So there's a lot that you can do with in terms of diet, exercise, and the way you train. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that you take supplements. I do the same thing. Of course, I've been doing it since I was a teenager when my father made the transition from conventional alternative. But one of the things I thought interesting about the Bill Phillips' approach to, I suppose, getting in shape, combining exercise and weight loss, is he realized that you couldn't do it with just exercise alone that diet had to be a part of it, and you couldn't do it with just weight training alone. Uh, resistance training needed to be combined with a cardiovascular training where you're burning calories. Of course, as you mentioned, there's many personal preferences and ways to approach it, and ultimately comes down to, uh, is my body fat improving, which you can do either through diet or you can do through exercise. In fact, I found great benefit through controlled fasting called the Meyer diet, which is something that used over in Southern. Well, we'll continue our discussion after the break. Thank you for being with my guest today is Dr. Robert Goldman. I'm Daniel Royal. You're listening to Treatment. We're going to take a short break. And after we hear from our sponsors, we'll be back. So stay with us. Did you know that 4,000 years ago, the Earth's magnetic field was 5 Gauss? Over the last 165 years, scientists have measured the Earth's magnetic field and found that today it is only 0.5 Gauss, a decrease of 90%. However, your brain needs the Earth's magnetic field to restore energy to your cells. The good news is that a magnetic sleep pad can give your brain what it needs to restore energy to your cells. Order your magnetic sleep pad by calling 702-444-LUCKY. Think of the magnetic sleep bed as a powerful engine in your car. It gets you up hills faster and with less wear and tear. With the magnetic sleep bed, your brain now has the energy it needs to repair your damaged cells, make enzymes, enhance immunity, and protect you against electrosmog all while you sleep. Get your magnetic sleep bed by calling 702-444-LUCKY. Studies have shown that the magnetic sleep bed can help improve pain, sleep, fatigue, energy, and concentration. Get a free quote for your magnetic sleep bed by calling 702-444-LUCKY. That number again is 702-444-LUCKY. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, We'll probably stay together. Probably? (laughs) It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, Okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team. But 
I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. We want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, and thank you for sticking with us. We're now in the second half of our program. Your list, Dr. Deanne Royal, with the Royal. I guess today is Dr. Bert Goldman, one of the co-founders of the American of a also known as A or M. If you need to reach me, always find me here at the Turtle Healing Clinic in Las Vegas. PHB. The number here is 702-59562-1454. That's 702-562-1454. Or you can email me directly at DRoyal at THB Clinic. DRoyal A-L at THB for Turtle Healing Band Clinic.com. And now back to our guest, Dr. Goldman. So one of the things I think that our listeners might be interested in hearing about are maybe some human interest stories that you've uh, observed over the years that you've been involved with your physical sports medicine. Maybe some people that, well, they accomplished great things or they had challenges they had to overcome to accomplish those things. Uh, any stories come to your, come to mind? Yeah, well, you know, I started back uh, 12 years ago, actually uh, eight years ago, I started the, in 2012, I started the International Sports Hall of Fame, which is a organization to honor the world's greatest, greatest athletes, whether they be a NBA, NFL Hall of Famer, or world champion strength athlete, and so on. And over the years, we've uh, honored some really Tremendous people like uh, uh, Johnny Bench, who is a baseball Hall of Famer, Herschel Walker, who is a All Pro and Heisman Trophy win- Heisman Trophy winner, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is a good personal friend of mine for many years, who is known as the world's greatest uh, bodybuilder, aside from a politician and and uh, so many other things that uh, that he's accomplished. Um, one of the uh, really uh, tremendous experiences for me personally was a ceremony I held where uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Franco Colombo, who is also a Mr. Olympia and Arnold's best friend, and, and Bruno Sammartino, who was uh, a world champion wrestler who for many years had filled Madison Square Garden even more than Frank Sinatra, and he was like a, a god in wrestling. I had not seen this ceremonies about uh, six, seven years ago. I had not seen Bruno since I was a teenager when he was inducted into the World Bodybuilding Guild Hall of Fame. Uh, and so it was so fascinating because Arnold Schwarzenegger, Franco Colombo, and Bruno Sammartino had not seen each other for 45 years until I put them together on that stage. And here you have these three icons, three legendary icons, who had not seen each other since they were working out of the gym together 45 years earlier, and you knew you were seeing something that would never happen again. Since that time, Bruno has passed away, Franco has passed away. So this is something that can never happen again. And that's what I stress during the ceremonies, that when we have um, these very unique combinations of these five or six legendary icons, many times, you're never going to get to see those individuals together again or again, uh, or even get to see them again because they may have passed. And this has happened with a number of, uh, of these iconic figures who we have inducted. Um, and so it, it really is remarkable when you get to be mentored or, or get to experience some of these 
what we consider in the sports world historic figures um, who have given so much to the world, who have had millions or tens of millions of uh, followers or, or uh, fans, and yet uh, they have touched the lives and continue to try to touch the lives later, in, later on in their career, and now through the uh, telephonic and the, uh, and the social media and so on, they're even able to touch more and through old videos, even like Jack Lane, who was another mentor of mine who I knew personally since I was a teenager. In fact, my first world records that I broke were some of Jack's world records. I, I actually worked for him at his Jack Lane Health Club uh, as a teenager. Uh, so uh, these are some really, truly remarkable individuals. Yeah, that's a very interesting story. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. What are some of the things you learned from some of the people that mentored you, maybe the life philosophies that have perhaps influenced you or even changed the way you look at the world around you? I'll tell you a funny story. Ben Weider, the Weeders, Joe Weider and Ben Weider, as you know, started the whole bodybuilding field. They created bodybuilding and they started huge empire of muscle and fitness magazine, shape magazine, men's fitness. Uh, they started a whole empire of weightlifting, bodybuilding, magazine, uh, the Mr. Olympia contest, and so on. And I took over as world medical chairman for the International Federation of Bodybuilders Medical Commission uh, many, many years ago, back in 1985. I was just in my 20s and recently uh, completed my medical training. And uh, one time, Ben, uh, ben Weeder gave me a task, and I said, well, why are you giving this to me? There's, there's a number of other people who could do the same thing. You don't need me to really do this. He says, if I want something done quickly, I give it to a busy man. I know it's going to get done. And I've never forgotten that. Um, and uh, Ben was another one of my mentors, as well as Arnold Schwarzenegger, as well as Jack LaLanne, uh, Reg Park, who was Arnold's idol, who was a... Uh, bodybuilding champion and strongman and movie star. Um, these are some uh, remarkable people who really had the wisdom. Arnold also, uh, you know, really is remarkable to watch him move through a crowd and, and the charisma and how the room just gets supercharged when he walks in. It really is uh, something to witness. Interesting. I know you've had some international experience Obviously, you've traveled around the world, but you've been involved with the Olympic Committee. What's it like working with other athletes at the international level? Well, I mean, the Olympics is kind of a, a cool situation. I've been to many of the different uh, Summer Olympic Games. In fact, I helped uh, initiate the, the laboratories and do get some of the basic uh, research and data work done for the uh, Olympic drug testing laboratories. I trained under uh, Dr. Manfred Donica from, at that time, it was, uh, it was uh, yet East Germany and West Germany. Uh, he invented steroid testing for the, uh, for the Olympics, and uh, I trained under him. He was one of my mentors as well. And uh, I did a lot of uh, dope control at, at a number of world championships. And, uh, you know, when you go to the Olympic Village, it's really a, a unique world. It's like a whole other planet because here you have athletes from, so many countries around the world, you know, 100, 200 countries around the world. And it's in all these athletes, and they're just really enjoying uh, interfacing with each other. They exchange their pins or sweatsuits uh, from the different countries. And um, uh, I, I particularly enjoyed the, uh, the two, two Olympic Games that really stand out for me. Uh, one was the Australian Olympic Games 2000, because I helped them uh, get their original Olympic lab that was in Brisbane originally and then moved over to Sydney for the Olympic Games. The Olympic Village was so amazing uh, because they had even a McDonald's and Burger King and uh, all kinds of different, you know, whole entire food chains moved into the uh, into the camp where they were feeding ten thousand athletes every day. And uh, it really is a remarkable dynamic to see so many people who don't even speak the same language yet communicating in such a friendly manner and. Uh, uh, that game, yeah, the Olympic Games there, and also in Beijing was also an amazing Olympic game. I'd never seen an opening or closing, especially the closing ceremony. I was in the Olympic family uh, seated area, and I'd never seen anything like it. And I knew what I was watching would not be duplicated because they spent, I think, uh, $20 billion on the Olympic Games. And so I was just videoing and shooting hundreds and hundreds of pictures because I knew what I was witnessing 
would never be duplicated, and no one, no one has, no one will, uh, in terms of the expenditures and the scope and scale of what they did at that ceremony. Thank you for sharing that. Very interesting. Uh, a lot of life experience that, well, we're learning, or I should say living now through you. You were also involved as a co-founder of the American Academy of Anti-Aging with Dr. Ron Klass. How did all that come about? Well, I mean, after NASM, which we both started, uh, we said, gee, we're getting older and we need to start looking at, um, you know, different ways to keep people youthful and so they can continue their lives and activities on into later life. So we came up with the term anti-aging and formed the A4M, or American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. And our first meeting only had, like, uh, we flew like, flew like 12, docs to, 12 docs to Chicago. And uh, that was the birthing of it, where we said, you know, we really should form this organization and hold some education meetings. And that's what we did. And our first meeting was the following year in Cancun, Mexico. We had, I think, uh, about 20-odd doctors, a few lecturers, and one tabletop booth, and that was it. And uh, that, of course, expanded into a global network where, you know, our big shows that typically we hold in December, you have, like, thousands of doctors and hundreds of companies exhibiting. Unfortunately, this year, um, because of COVID, we won't be holding the uh, physical event, although there are a lot of virtual uh, education events going on through the organization. But uh, it really uh, grew uh, exponentially because the world was very interested in, in, in learning about alternative methodologies uh, to take good hardcore medicine and combine that with everything from Chinese traditional medicine, acupuncture, herbal therapies, iodotic medicine, uh, all these different things uh, to get the best care for the patient for what works. Yeah, so anti-aging really sounds like investing in our health every day, trying to optimize our health and well-being so we can improve the quality of our life. But it also had a lot of opposition in the early days, and we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. I'm Dr. Daniel Royal. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. My guest is Dr. Robert Goldman, one of the founders of the American Academy of Anti-Aging, A4M, in over 120 countries around the world. We're going to take a short break, take some Messages from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Did you know that stem cells are present in all of us, just waiting for an opportunity to regenerate your organs and other body tissues? Studies show that your own stem cells are released into the bloodstream following a trauma. However, a plant-based supplement called RBC Blend has been found to increase stem cells in your blood without trauma. Order your RBC Blend by calling 702-444-LUCKY. One study showed that participants who used RBC Blend increased stem cells in their blood by over 100% after only two weeks. Increase your stem cells with RBC Blend by calling 702-444-LUCKY. Stem cells are the ultimate anti-aging treatment. For example, they can be used to improve facial appearance, skin tone, and hair growth. Stem cells can also help with muscle aches and joint pains. Increase your stem cells with RBC Blend by calling 702-444-5825. Could RBC Blend be what you need to achieve optimal health and wellness? Find out today and order RBC Blend by calling 702-444-LUCKY. That number again is 702-444-5825. So here's the choice. Some people say the USA is finished. It's evil, a has-been, full of hate and injustice. The U.S. Constitution should be trashed and the Bill of Rights abolished. No free speech, no gun ownership, competition, and free markets are bad. We're all too stupid. For our own good, the government must own everything and know all your secrets. Other people say that America has created the freest, richest, happiest, most generous society that has ever existed in the world. That's why millions of people are desperate to come here and escape their brutal lives in Cuba, Venezuela, North Korea, and 100 other countries. In America, we have the right to succeed, the right to our own living, the right to have a family, the right to believe in God, the right to have our own ideas, the right to be safe and secure, and the right to be left alone. Where do you stand? Help us save the Constitution and restore the American dream. Go to SaveMyFreedom.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. 
The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight-up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no. What are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Getting to know you. Let me tell you about America Matters with Eddie Floyd. It comes on every Monday at noon. Don't want you to miss it. That's America Matters with Eddie Floyd. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. We are back to the show, and thank you, my friends, for sticking with us. We're now in the fourth quarter of our show, and you are listening or watching The Royal Treatment. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. We're here every week to answer your health questions, and hopefully you have, if you have been listening, learned at least one new thing. That's the purpose of our show, and that's, well, my philosophy. Whenever I read a new book or I attend a medical conference, or legal conference, whichever the case may be, my goal is to learn one new thing. Because that one new thing could make a difference in your life. It could change everything. You never know what it's going to be. And we've talked about some of those influences during this program today in Dr. Bob Goldman's life. My guest today is Dr. Robert Goldman, one of the co-founders of the American Academy of Anti-Aging, A4M. It's in over 120 countries around the world. So Dr. Bob, we were chatting a little bit about the AFRM before the break. And one of the things I wanted you maybe to elaborate on is how you and Dr. Ron Klatz got together as the co-founders of that organization. Well, I was uh, back in the uh, early 80s. I was a uh, research fellow doing a combined doctoral program where I was uh, doing research at the same time, completing my medical training. Uh, and uh, Dr. Klatz came as a uh, faculty member to the Department of Osteopathic Medicine, and we um, uh, became uh, buddies, and uh, he, uh, we, we, our first research study was uh, with Gravity Inversion Booth, uh, and we published in 1983 the first actual study on the physiologic effects of gravity inversion, and uh, we really didn't know what was going to happen. We found that it shot the intraocular blood, blood pressure, systemic blood pressure, and retinal arterial pressure through the roof, and people weren't aware of it, and why they were getting black eyes from hanging upside down. So we uh, published that in Beat Harvard on our research, and uh, that research was uh, translated into uh, 36 languages around the world. And the funny part of, uh, of how that actually happened uh, I was visiting a buddy of mine in New York who I used to work for in the Jack Lane Health Club, and we went out to dinner for Chinese food, and uh, I opened up uh, my fortune cookie, and the fortune said, you could profit from medical research. I grabbed the waiter. I said, I never saw one like this. I never saw uh, you know, a fortune like this either. I got on the phone. I called Ron. He was uh, lounging around with his fiance at the time. I said, get out of bed, get to the post office, and settle express our research paper out now. And we did. We got the paper out. We beat Harvard by just several weeks in terms of our publication, and, and that was translated in so many languages around the world. And if we had not moved quickly, uh, Harvard would have beat us to the punch on their publication. And they got the same results we did, by the way. Um, and so that sort of launched it. But, you know, in terms of whenever you create something new, like we did with the anti-aging field, you can always tell the pioneers by the arrow stuck in their back. And, you know, what happens is first people try to ridicule you, and they try to disprove you, and they copy you, and then they call it their own. And so right now we're in the copy, call it their own phase, because they couldn't kill the industry because people want it, and there's a lot of strong science and validity to the many aspects of it. And so that's why it's grown into this, you know, $250 billion industry because 
People want baby boomers to not want to grow old like their parents did. They want to intervene and they want to be proactive as to the manner in which they're aging and what they're able to do. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I know that my wife and I, we're from a different generation, so we've always exercised our entire marriage, but our parents didn't exercise. I mean, my father played well, some basketball up until he started spraining his ankle around the mid-30s, and then, of course, they played golf, but they didn't exercise regularly the way that we do today. But getting back to the AFRM or American Academy Anti-Aging, as you mentioned, it wasn't always an easy road. It's been up and running for over 20 years. But in the early stages, as you said, there were many people who tried to discredit you. There were even companies around the world that were trying to make the concept of anti-aging fraudulent and banned from being used as a approach to the treatment of medical practice. So what do you remember about those days? Well, I mean, it was, it was very challenging because, you know, you you knew the science was good. You knew you were doing the right thing. And uh, you were, these people were just very jealous. And it was all about position and power and money and them trying to control an industry and, and keep it in the disease mindset. We were looking, you know, anybody, you know, there was a saying by a famous physician, anybody can find disease. It takes a real doctor to find health and enhance it. And, uh, and we were about changing people's lives, not feeding into the old way of doing things by, uh, you know, it's just like, uh, if you go back to the 70s, they literally closed health clubs on the West Coast because they said, good diet and exercise can improve your health. They literally shut them down. And how they went after uh, Nathan Pritikin back then, because uh, the American Heart Association went after him because he was saying, you know, low cholesterol diet, increase your fiber and exercise increase your and, and enhance your cardiovascular status they literally put the guy in jail and with the wow. with the position and now the mantra of the american heart association exactly that exercise increase fiber lower cholesterol in your diet so you know this is the problem with uh, when you have a lot of the old guards and if you go to jama the journal of american medical association jama the major sponsor for JAMA in the old days was the cigarette companies. And you see advertisements with doctors smoking cigarettes saying, you know, my favorite brand is the Camel. It was insane. And they would, uh, and this is the thing that we would run into, just a more modern version. Like, let's keep people on eight or ten medications versus get them off of those meds, unless it's critically necessary. And let's get them to change their diet and change their exercise and change their body percentage fat and get rid of the stress in their life and teach them biofeedback or meditation, whatever the case may be, and let's enhance and change their life in a more natural fashion. And that's what we were doing, and the old guard did not like that. So they did some pretty crazy, nasty stuff, and there were a lot of the so-called experts out there who were really just on the, on the payroll of uh, you know some not nice people. Uh, and the media as well. And I don't have to tell you what the media is like today. I mean, you know, that's why we don't really, if I didn't know you personally, I don't give interviews anymore. Because uh, the media, is, uh, they're not to be trusted, unfortunately. Uh, they're, not, they're not even, they're not journalists anymore. They're not objective. They have their story written before you speak to them. And it doesn't matter what facts you give them. In fact, one time they were wanting to do a slam story on us. I gave them 10 references, including... Experts from Harvard, Yale, Stanford, they didn't call a single one of these experts. Uh, and then we even sent them two crates of uh, published data, which they didn't look at. And I said, you guys are not looking at any of the objective data or calling on any of our experts. They said, we don't care. We're, we're printing the story the way we want. And unfortunately, that's the way it is today. And today, the media is a complete you know, mess. It's terrific. It's really unfortunate. Uh, and that's why you know, I, I don't really spend much time looking at the news anymore because it's not the news anymore. Yeah, it takes a real journalist to gather the facts and then to present those facts. But as we've all noticed today, it's really more about presenting your opinion and facts don't seem to matter. And I know you've been fighting this battle a long time, uh, like I said, over 20 years. And still, even though you're getting results with the things that you're doing, still not embraced by conventional medicine. Why do you think that is? Well, you know, it's, um, you know, people are very easily swayed 
And there's so much information that people are just bombarded with that if you have the wrong information bombarding them, that's the way they're going to roll. And, and your big pharma and your larger companies, they've got the money to just swallow up the airwaves and the advertising and so on. So if that's the message they want to get out there, that's what people will be barraged with. And unfortunately, uh, you can't always get the truth or the proper message to them because their brains have been so filled with, you know, with uh, incorrect information. Yeah, one of the things I think that perhaps makes uh, doctors like you a little different is that we are DOs, we're osteopathic physicians, as is Dr. Klatz. And one of the reasons I chose that profession is because they have at their heart a holistic approach to the treatment of disease. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I, well, I, listen, I'm for any uh, medical professional who is utilizing the best of breed out there, um, being a DO and an MD, you know, I, I think that uh, both of uh, uh, both can learn the right stuff if they really seek it out. But you got to do a lot of self-education. You know, it's not, you yeah. just can't rely on, on what you learn while you're in school. I mean, when I was in med school, uh, our extensive nutritional education was one uh, 20-minute section of one lecture in biochemistry. That was it for nutrition, for all of medical school, where today, now they do full coursework on it. So you got to do a lot of self-education. You can't just, um, you got to go to coursework. You got to, and that's, I think, is the success of the A4M is that um, one of the most common comments we met that we received from doctors is, I haven't been this excited about education and medicine since I graduated medical school, or this is the best conference I've ever been to in my life. You know, it's kind of odd to hear doctors say that, but it's because you awaken them and they say, wow, you know, there are a lot of other things we could do. And, uh, and that's our job, and, that's, and that's, what, that's our task, and that's our legacy to the world is to try and spread that good information out there and affect lives in a positive fashion. Well, I would agree with that, and I think you've done a fantastic job of doing it. I had a patient in my office yesterday who had gone to his rheumatologist, and by the time he got the rheumatologist, he told him that he had changed his diet and things were improving. But the rheumatologist told him, we won't let that medical school diet doesn't do anything. Well, thank you for being with us today, Dr. Bob. I'm Dr. Daniel Roy. You've been listening to the Royal Treatment. Our guest today has been Dr. Bob or Dr. Robert Goldman, co-founder of the American Academy of Anti-Aging. We'll be back again next week with another episode of the Royal Treatment. But until then, my friends, may you all be well.